Hey, it's your host, Mark Santiago. I'm excited to introduce you to the next level of this podcast, Empowered AF 2.0. 2.0. In this next stage of Empowered AF, we're going to dive deeper into what it means to be an empowered man in his most advanced form. I'm talking healthy communication, healthy lifestyle, both physically and emotionally, and evolving into the man you've always wanted to be. So stick around and join me in this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. Hey, so if you're in marriage counseling, you're trying everything to win your marriage back, you're just trying to figure stuff out, and nothing seems to be working, you're doing probably the wrong thing. So that's why I created my five-day challenge for men just like you who are on the cusp of separation or divorce. You're trying to figure stuff out. You don't know what to do. So look, in this five-day challenge, I'm going to help you gain clarity on what you need to be doing. I'm going to help you understand the pain that you're in and what you need to be doing about it, how to fix that. All of this in five days for just five bucks. That's right. Five-day challenge five bucks. That's it. Get in. Do it now. Don't wait any longer. Get in right now. Do the work. It's easy. Every day you're going to get assignments. Every day you're going to get an action step to take so that you're moving forward and you're going to stop the paralysis that you're in right now where you don't know what to do. You're stuck. All that other stuff. It comes to an end today. Jump in right now. Five bucks. That's all it costs. Jump in today. Let's see on the other side. What's up, guys? I want to talk about grieving your marriage. Saw a post today about a guy who really totally believes that he grieved his marriage in 30 days. Here's why that's impossible. Number one, if you've been married for any length of time, you've given your heart, your soul, your body to this person. That means you're connected at a deep level. There's a cellular connection that happens to another human being during sex. The emotional side as well, when you're married to a person is even deeper. Okay, so with that connection, it takes time to unravel the emotions and the feelings and all the things. So if you think that you're done grieving just because you're not crying today, that doesn't mean you're not done grieving. Grieving is a five part process. Grief as in terms of of crying or depression is only one part of the, the five stages. There's also denial. And that's where a lot of men still are when you come into my uh, program, my podcast, my Facebook group, my, my world, if you will, you're in denial that the marriage is actually over. So you come in and you're like, well, how can I save it? How can I save it? Look, bro, your marriage is over. The only way forward is to create a new marriage. And the only way you can create a new marriage is by grieving the old marriage. That's right, by grieving the old marriage. So you go through the process of grief where you accept and acknowledge what has happened, you deal with the emotions behind it, and you allow those things to take place, to partake in the grief process. If you're not partaking in the grief process, you're wasting your time because you're living still in denial, which is the first stage of grief, denial. But so many men stay in denial. They stay in that part of the grieving process because they don't either A, have the emotional bandwidth or B, they don't have the tools to fully grieve. That's what we teach you in Thrive. We teach you how to grieve in the Thrive program. So the other side of this is, is I would say narcissism, where somebody who truly has not um, accepted it, there's a possibility that you are exhibiting traits of narcissism where you just don't give a fuck. And that's scary. Um, a lot of times guys will come to us and they will show no empathy and they will blame their wife for everything and never fully own or acknowledge anything. That's 
a form of narcissistic behavior. I'm not saying you're a narcissist, but there is narcissistic tendencies and traits that you are walking in when this happens. In order for you to feel true empathy for your wife, you must allow yourself to feel those emotions. You cannot uh, pretend your way through those emotions. I was listening to a guy this morning grown on with one of my advisors about how he had grieved his marriage so quickly and now he's this better human being and all these things, but yet he got angry when talking about what she was doing. Sir, if you grieved the wedding, if you grieved the marriage, you would not be getting angry talking about what happened to you. That's part of it. You're in fucking denial. You have to get over yourself. You have to stop acting this way if you want freedom. Look, freedom comes when men acknowledge their shit. They own their shit and they move past it. That's freedom. If that's what you want, that's what we do on this podcast. That's what we do in our Facebook group. And that's what we do at Empowered Man. So come get some. Yo, 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 we've got today's podcast. And actually, I'm going to share with you guys, instead of it being a normal podcast recording where I recorded something new, I'm actually going to take something out of the vault, the client vault. That's right, from one of our challenge groups. Um, I did a training a while back about the poverty mindset poverty mindset. Now, to some of you, you may have never even thought of or conceived of this idea of poverty, or you think of poverty as money. Poverty is not money. Wealth is not money. And I'm going to break that down in this training on how your poverty mindset, your poverty mindset is sabotaging your marriage. It's sabotaging your ability to have a successful relationship because you live broke. And I don't mean money. Money is sometimes the manifestation of broke thinking. But I guarantee you, if you are displaying these traits that I'm going to talk about in here, that is you, then you need to get past that and get into a place of wealth and not just abundance, but wealth, 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 wealth mindset. And I'm going to share with you that in today's training. I'll see you on the other side. So today we're going to chat about poverty mindset and how it is destroying your life. Now, commonly when we think poverty mindset we think it has everything to do with money and poverty is actually lack and has nothing to do with money. Uh, money is a tool. It's neither good and it's not bad. It's merely a tool. Poverty mindset essentially is destroying your life. Now, when it comes to poverty mindset, poverty says I'm not good enough. There's never enough. I will always be like this and I will always struggle. Now, I'm not good enough. There's never enough. I will always be like this. I will always struggle. That's just major victim mindset at the end of the day. And when we're in this mindset, there's no growth that comes from staying in the space of I'm not good enough. There's never going to be enough. It will always be like this. And at the end of the day, it really comes down to you and you choosing to consciously put one foot in front of the other and shift your mindset from poverty to what empowered men say, which is I am good enough. I have what I need or I can go get it. I will grow through this. And this is just an opportunity for growth. Is there anything you want to add here, Mark? No, I mean, the fact is, is that poverty is, has nothing to do with money, but you'll see it root. You'll see it come out in your money. You'll see it come out in your relationships You'll see it come out with how you treat yourself, how you take care of yourself. Um, I used to like never buy myself sneakers 
or I would do my own haircuts or, or things like that, especially when it came to self-care, right? Yeah. Um, because it's so easy for us to fall into this mode of, well, the kids are more important. My wife is more important. Everybody else is more important. And that's poverty mindset, right? Because if you can't take care of yourself first mm-hmm. and you can't handle your business, you have nothing left to give to other people. I mean, think about, again, airplane scenario, right? The the airplane's going down. What do they tell you? Put your own mask on before you try to put it on your child or or before you try to put it on somebody else. There's even a biblical scripture about this where it says, hey, don't try to take the splinter out of your neighbor's eye, but look at the log in your own eye, right? It's, It's all in that same concept of poor thinking, of destitute of these tools, that destituteness of saying, I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough. Um, I don't have what it takes, right? Like all this like lack mindset, if you will. Whereas when you look at an empowered man who says, you know what? I am good enough. Um, I have what I need or I can go get it. Uh, I will grow through this, not just go through this. This is just an opportunity for growth. What we're doing is, yeah, we're reframing, Mm -hmm. but it's not just about being positive, right? I think that's the, I think a lot of people think that, oh, just, you're just using positive thinking. No, we're actually looking at truth. The Mm -hmm. truth is this is an opportunity for growth, whether you want to take it or not. Some of you right now are in the midst of your shit and your pain. And you're like, this is the worst thing I've ever been through in my life. And I remember sitting in that shit and sitting in it multiple times because of my marriage. And it was like, you know what? This can either be something that I just kind of like sort of maybe make it through, Mm -hmm. or it can be the the chance for the greatest level up in my life ever. And I chose the latter. And, and, and what you see in, 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 in my life and, and who I am as a man and what the empowered man journey and like the whole thing comes from this idea that I chose not to just be satisfied with the status quo. Mm-hmm. And that's the challenge to you in this 30 day challenge, whether you're beginning the challenge or ending the challenge, because some of you are in different places right now. And as you go out, you have to think, am I worthy of this? Do I really feel like I deserve what's better? Because mm-hmm. if you do, we've got more for you. So poverty mindset leads to disempowerment. Now, when you're in a poverty mindset, it means you don't invest in relationships or yourself, or you sabotage relationships because you don't feel like you're worthy. Poverty mindset means you feel deep shame, which keeps you from connecting intimately and deeply, and you use sex as the only way of connecting. I think this final one is a powerful one, because I, I think in particular, in the line of work we do, sex is one of those things that is commonly viewed as, oh, we're still having sex. That means we are still <laughs> like together. Like we're still, and it's just the furthest thing from the truth. Um, yeah, guys, you use sex as the only way of connecting. This is a form of poverty mindset. Um, can, can I dive into that? Yeah, so absolutely. Essentially, what yeah. this comes from is the idea that if, if I'm just using sex as a way of connecting with somebody else, that means that I am not well enough, good enough, whatever, to be fully present and to be fully aware with my partner, to be fully vulnerable with my partner, that I view sex as just a transaction between me and another human being for the sake of getting something from them in exchange. So it's no different from prostitution or anything like that. And maybe you don't see yourself as a prostitute, but essentially that's what you become because you view yourself this way of like, well, 
you know, I, I'll just settle for sex. I'll just settle for at least, at least I'm getting pussy. At least I'm getting this. And it's like, you're selling yourself fucking short because you as a man deserve way more than that. You deserve more than just her opening her legs. You deserve all of her. You deserve every ounce of her being if you're willing to show up and give her all of your strength. Think about even what sex is, right? Metaphor, uh, metaphysically or, or, or theoretically, I'm missing the word, but, but essentially where a penis has to get hard, has to get strong in order to enter a vagina, which is vulnerable and open to your dick going inside of her. And that is literally a metaphor for who you are as a man is like, she's being vulnerable. She's being sort of open to you and you're with your strength, you're coming in. But some of you only know how to do that with your penis. You have no idea how to do that with your mouth and your heart. And I'm not talking nasty stuff. I'm talking about with you as a man showing up in your fullness, the fullness of who the fuck you are are because you've sold yourself short. You've bought the world's lies that I'm just a dick with balls or I'm just a, you know, a guy that makes money or I'm just a whatever. And you, there is so much more for you. And the fact that we don't invest in relationships, go back to that last slide. The fact that we don't invest in relationships is, is huge part of this too, right? Is like, we don't want to invest in stuff because we don't see the return in it, right? We see the return just for us. And if we don't see a return for us, we won't do it. And especially a lot of you are just short-term crypto traders, right? You're just looking at the markets and you're going, well, shit, I can get in real quick and, and get me some and get out real fast. As opposed to a long-term investor who looks at the relationship as an asset being built over time. You're applying the same strategy. You're applying the same poverty-minded strategy to your relationships, to your wife, to your kids. It's all about me and what can I get out of it? You sabotage relationships because you don't feel worthy of actually having a capable relationship, a relationship that is so much more. Like how many of you right now are settling for less than what you believe is available to you from a relational level? How many of you feel like you are settling for something that you believe you should have way more? But most of us are. Yeah, there's no right answer, right? Most of us are settling and we just accept these things and we go, well, you know, this is just the way I'll live my life. The, the final piece of this is feeling deep shame, which keeps you from connecting intimately. That's another really big piece. Um, and that is that because you feel this shame, and we talk about that in the cycle of disempowerment. Some of you've already heard that training. Some of you've not. And, and the idea that if, if you are shameful, then that keeps you from uh, connecting with another person intimately. It keeps yeah. you from actually becoming a part of their life because you don't feel like you deserve it. So empowered mindset, gentlemen, an empowered mindset invests into relationships before they go to shit. So before things come crashing down, they invest into the relationships, starting with themselves, investing into the relationship with yourself. You see yourself as the greatest, greatest asset and that you are worthy of investment. You choose to break the cycle of shame through vulnerability you get rid of the self-protection mechanisms and embrace higher growth. And I want to dive into the first one here, investing into the into relationships before they go to shit. I think for a long time, one of the things that I struggled with in particular was investing into myself because I wanted to see that like instant ROI just because that's the issue in business. We can see the ROI almost within a few weeks or a few days, depending on the industry you're in. And that was the area that I particularly was thriving in, although my personal relationships were shit. I would always ask myself the questions of like, why am I not holding on to these relationships longer? 
And it really came from the lack of relationship with myself. And the moment I had that breakthrough of investing in myself, it allowed me to actually connect with others in a much deeper level. So I just wanted to speak on that. Yeah. And it, and it goes back to that thing I've been posting in the group. I've been talking about this concept a lot, which is you can't buy life insurance on a dead marriage. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And so many of you came into this 30 day challenge with that mindset mm-hmm. of, well, maybe if I join this challenge somehow, some way I can learn a few tips or tricks or techniques or silver bullets or whatever that I'll just, I'll say that one thing and she'll come running back into my arms, just like they do in the movies. And we'll just, Pretend it never happened and just put it all behind us. Gentlemen, that is poverty mindset. Yeah. Whereas an empowered man mindset is literally one where he's like, you know what? I'm going to invest before they go to shit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to actually dig in, dig deep, get vulnerable, do these things before that happens. You know, you can't come to the end of your life and go, man, I really wish I would have put more money aside. It, there, there's nothing you could do. You're done. You're dead. When you're dead and you have nothing left to give to your kids, you have nothing left to give as a legacy, you can't, it's, it's too late for that. But what it's not too late for is you creating new habits, a new mindset, and a new way of living, what we call the empowered man way of living, of where whether this relationship or a future relationship or a relationship with your kids, doesn't matter where this mindset becomes who you fucking are. That's what this comes back to is that you would become a man who decides, you know what? I'm going to invest in relationships before they go to shit. I'm going to see myself as the greatest asset and worthy of investment that I'm worthy of being invested into. I ask guys that all the time before they join our VIP or thrive program. So are you worth investing in? And they're like, shit, I don't know. Like ask yourself that question. Am I worth investing into? And that's why we have that as part of the challenge. Am I worth investing into? For a long time, I did not think I was worth investing into. You know, also a long time, I didn't think that I had anything impactful to say. I didn't think that people wanted to listen to me. I didn't, I, you know, it's like all these lies, all these things that you are believing comes from this place of poverty, of where I'm not an asset, I'm just a guy. And that is bullshit. You are a fucking asset to this world, to those kids of yours that are looking at you, waiting to see how you're going to respond to the situation, to that wife of yours, whether she leaves or not, doesn't matter. You are an asset to those people. But it's up to you whether or not you want to choose to lean into that and become a man worthy of that, or if you're a guy who's going to keep shrinking back and keep playing small because you're too afraid to fall. You're too afraid to step out and go, you know what? Fuck that. I want to be more than what I've been living. I've been living way too small. And so you choose to break the cycle of shame through vulnerability, where you come to this place of going, you know what? I don't know how to even be honest with myself. I fucking lie to myself. A bunch of you answered that question this weekend, right? I put that, that question. I said, where are you lying to yourself right now? And it was like, it was like all these lies, all these fucking lies. And it's because that's the way we see ourselves is we see ourselves through this lens. We go, okay, if I lie to myself, then I'll at least be convinced that I'm okay when really I'm not because I don't want to fucking face the pain. Facing the pain and the reality of what is happening around me is scary as fuck. But that's because you didn't have support. You didn't have other men in your life calling you out, calling you on your bullshit and saying, hey, man, you fucking can do this. You've got this. And what you have to do is put on a new mindset and put on a new way of thinking and put on a new belief system that will change the way you respond to this world to actually thrive for the rest of your life. I mean, how many, you know, right now, a lot of you are in pain. You're in like serious pain. And, uh, you know, cause we look at the, the, uh, the temp checks and you, you're some serious pain and you're thinking to yourself, well, fuck, will I ever be 
in a good place? Will I ever be happy? Will I ever have that kind of life? And I'm telling you right now, that's only going to come when you fucking choose yourself above every fear. When you choose what you want out of life, out of everything you've ever been afraid of, and you fucking embrace life. Some of you would have never lost your wife had you actually walked a different way and had you actually had an adventure that she said, holy shit, honey, I want to be a part of what you're doing. I know that's not the case for everyone, but that's what women crave is a man who's fully alive. How many of you could actually say, I am fully alive? Most can't because they are dead and you didn't even wake up until your wife fucking left you. And suddenly now you want to change. Now you want to do this shit. And that's what she's saying. Oh, now you want to act like this? Oh, now you want to talk to me this way? Oh, now you want to be nice and romantic and all this bullshit? It's too late. But you know what? It may be too late for her, but it ain't too late for you. It's never too late for you. Until you fucking die and you have no more breath in your lungs, it is never too late for you. But again, the choice the decision, all of those things are totally up to you and what you want to do and what you want to take care of. I, you can either continue living poverty mindset or you can say, no, fuck that. I'm going to live an empowered way. I'm going to put on, I'm going to choose right now to live the empowered man way. And not that, not that we have the corner on the market, but this, this empowered mindset of saying, you know what? I'm not going to be a victim anymore and I'm not going to live this way. I'm choosing right now to invest in relationships. I'm choosing, go back to the last slide. I want to make sure I get this right. Choosing to invest in relationships, choosing that I'm the greatest asset, like choose, you could choose right now that you are the greatest asset worthy of investing into. So what you, you spent a hundred bucks on yourself, buy yourself some shoes. They're more than that. I buy myself $200 shoes. That's a way of investing in myself, right? Choosing to break the cycle of shame through vulnerability, meaning I'm choosing today to be vulnerable with my emotions. I'm choosing to show up to these calls. I'm choosing to show up fully for every assignment, every challenge that I have in this 30 day challenge. I'm choosing to get everything I can out of this because even though it was only a hundred dollars, some of you, that's easy money. Some of you, that's really, really hard money. You had to borrow the money. I'm going to get everything I fucking can out of this. And you get rid of the self-protection mechanisms and you embrace that higher growth because you say, you know what? I'm done living the way I am. Look, most of you are not going to choose this way. Let's just be honest. 80% of you are not going to choose this way, but there's a 20 to 25% of you that are saying, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to choose this way. Those are the guys I'm looking for. Not that I don't like you if you don't choose this way, but I'm looking for the guys who are ready to do the fucking work. So curious to see who's out there. Welcome to the Bourbon Moment. Join your host, M. Sizzle, J-Dub, and Mandrew as they sip on some bourbon and spit some truth. Welcome to the Bourbon Moment. Yeah, when I was in my dating phase, I did something similar to, I didn't go to a restaurant, I went to a coffee shop. And, but here's why, especially when you're, so this is a great for, for those in your dating phase, right? If you're uh, swiping left and right, um, you don't know who the fuck you are going to go to dinner with so what I like about coffee dates is it's a quick exit, right? You go to dinner with someone, it's super intimate. Like you're wanting to like get to know them. And I did that. I went on a few dinner dates with these girls that I've been talking to on one of the apps or whatever. And I was like, okay, let's see how it is. And it was just awkward as fuck because it's like, you don't really know what you're going to talk about and, and, and all these things. And so it was just weird. The second thing that I actually learned, I learned this from Amy, was to do FaceTime before you meet in person. So by FaceTime, and, and the generation now, like that's all they do. They FaceTime everyone, right? 
But like, I didn't grow up with a cell phone. First of all, those of us in our forties, we didn't even, you know, we had internet when we were like in high school, you know, we didn't have anything. We were dying Oregon trail and, and shit in, in, in middle school. I know, right? Oregon trail. Yeah. With, with no internet. Right. We didn't, people were dying and we couldn't save them. You know, it was like, it was bad, but um, FaceTiming really, really helps because you can actually get to know the person. But I chose a coffee shop. It was actually kind of a cool, eclectic coffee shop. Thankfully, though, none of the guys said what you, your guy said about, oh, is this, you know, oh, You're welcome nice. back. Yeah, that would have been embarrassing as shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to, that's, a, that's a true tip, a dating tip for you. If you're, uh, you know, going to like find a place, but make sure no one knows who the fuck you are. Mm-hmm. And I prefer the coffee thing first because that gets you a chance to know the person. I turned one of those coffee ones into a nice after session. So, you know, it just, you never know what's going what's to occur mm-hmm. <laughs> after that well, happens. Hey, guys, thanks for me. Uh, the girl that I'm talking to right now, she works at my day place. She's a bartender at like my favorite day place. That's a slippery slope. That's a very slippery slope. That's we're not going there. It's almost like dating a stripper. You just can't. You know, the only time I've gone to a strip club has been twice. Once, (laughs) I've only gone twice. Once was when I turned 19 and I lived in Denver. And the guys that I did, I told you how I did valet for a long time and they transferred me up to Denver when I got my heart broken and I ran away. I wrote a whole blog on it. One day it'll be, one day it'll be a book because um, I still have the blog and it's really cool to see my 18 year old thoughts and what I was learning. Um, and so they took me to a strip club. And then the second time I went when I was dating this this woman that uh, we had an amazing relationship, thought we were going to get married. We both went through a personal growth seminar together and we realized that the person that we were was not the person that each of us needed. And it was powerful. So we were able to consciously uncouple. But our first night, our first date, we actually crashed a wedding with her. She was a plus one and she invited me. So I was a plus one of a plus one. Bro, I'll show you the pictures when we're together. I'm tagged in this couple's wedding photos. I signed to the guest book, everything. I've got photos with the groom, like the whole shebang. At the end of the night, her and her friend were like, let's go to the strip club. So we're at the strip club and this stripper who looked barely old enough to be a stripper, which was like, I start thinking in my head, like, man, like, is she financially okay? Like, why are you sitting here talking? I start getting empathetic with her and she turns to me and I'm just dating. I'm like literally on date one with this woman and I'm not going to say her name. And this stripper turns to me and she was like, all of us were talking in the back and you guys are just such a cute couple we want to give you two free dances. And the entire time I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't want to dance. I'm good. I don't want to dance. And she turns to me and she's like, yeah, let's do it. And so we go in the back. She's sitting like on top of me. They're, they're doing the dance. And she ends up as they're doing the dance, turning around and facing me as she's doing this. So our first time kissing is while there's two strippers, one on each side. <laughs> We should have had this for that question of best kiss session on a first date. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Dude, Two strippers was, dancing while the girl is making out with you. It was it well. was a wild experience. And I literally had this moment where like I kind of like leaned back and like 
brought myself to in the environment that I was in. And I was like, is this really fucking happening right now? Like there's fucking dollars all over the floor. There's money everywhere. There's like boobs. This is Joey Wilder's life though. There's always some crazy shit story happening. It's like, is this reality? (laughs) I mean, dude, I've been baffled at some of the experiences I've gotten to have, but even even that evening, I still found it so challenging to be in that environment and like be okay there because it just felt internally wrong. But I was like, they want to go, they want to party. Let's do it. I'm not drinking. And to bring that story to a close, we ended up going back to my place and uh, I fell asleep. We didn't do anything (laughs) that night. I fell asleep. Um, And then the next morning, like we had a long talk. We ended up dating for about two years and uh, she was super supportive, but we just got to this place where we weren't meant for each other. She had some pain that I didn't know how to work through with her. And I was honest and I was like, I, I'm not the guy currently. So that's my story when it comes to a strip club and a wild first kiss. That wasn't even the, the, the segment. I mean, we're talking about, I'm just going with the flow of where things are going. We don't need to talk. About I mean, is that, is that the next one? Wildest strip club? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, that's not the next one. Thanks for joining us on the Bourbon Moment. This is your host, M. Sizzle. I've got Mandrew and I got J Dub. And we are out. We'll see you next week. Hey, thanks again for joining us on this episode of Empowered AF 2.0. If you're new here, thanks for checking out this episode. And I encourage you to take a visit back to the first episodes in this podcast. Look, we have over 50 episodes on the foundations of how to be an empowered man. I'm talking about in your relationship with your wife, your kids, your work, your boss, whoever and whomever. And I highly suggest you take some time to listen and gain some insight and knowledge from those episodes. And hey, if you want to connect with me deeper, be sure to check out the Empowered Man group. That's empoweredman.co slash group empoweredman.co slash group for latest information and to join our group of other men who are wanting to be empowered just like you. Until then, this is Mark signing off, Empowered AF 2.0.